devil in the detail. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Devil in the Detail, Salford Red Devils, independent fan podcast with me, Rob Parks, and joining me on the show this week, as ever, is Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hiya Rob, you alright mate? Been a bit sicky poo this week, but fighting fit again? Yeah, I struggled through the unslick game, and uh, yeah, I'm getting back to the farm now, and can't wait for the cup draw tomorrow, really excited for that. Cool, also joining us on the show this week is Ryan Wilkinson, alright Ryan? I'm alright, I'm alright Rob, how are you? Yeah, good. Great week. Looking forward to another podcast talking all things Salford Red Devils. What have we got on the show this week, Paul? This week we've got the news, we've got a review of the Cup victory at Hunslet, we've got all the amateur news and we've also got a preview of this weekend's upcoming game away at Catalan Dragons. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll talk about the victory, the Cup victory against Hunslet uh, on Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford start their Challenge Cup at March to Wembley with a convincing win against Huntley Hawks on Sunday. 50 points to 14, Paul. You know, good start for our Challenge Cup run. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I don't think it was going to be a potential banana skin, really. Was it like last season at Lee? I mean, Huntley aren't quite up there with that level. But, you know, it was a professional job, wasn't it? And the main thing is in, you know, the early rounds of the Cup is just to get through, make sure your name's in the app for the next round. And uh, and I thought we did, we did it professionally and did the job on Sunday. Yeah, Salford started with O'Brien at fullback, Evels, Sow, Griffin, Bibby, Rob Lewis, Michael Dobson, Adam Warren, Josh Wood, Phil Joseph, Jordan Warren, Matty Sarsfield, and Ryan Landon on the bench for Salford was Krinicki, Wellaraki, Josh Jones, and Ryan Lannan. Ryan, um, you know, Watson decided to rest a few players, give the you know fringe players a, a goal this week. Yeah, he did, and I felt like they all performed really well. Uh, Special mention has to go to Josh Wood, who I thought had an exceptional performance at, at Ucker. Uh, you know, Lanning came in and did a job. Jordan Warren played well. Some really good, solid performances by the young guns. And, yeah, it was a good decision to rest some of our big-name players, you know, with such a big game coming up on Saturday at Catalan. Yeah, Salford started three minutes into the game. Uh, Rob Lewis fed Lanning uh, to score 6-0. Good early score, Paul. Settled the nerves. Yeah, it did, and uh, you know, big mention to Ryan Lannan. I thought he stood up really well on uh, on Sunday. He, he, every time you see him, he's improving, and you know, he, he looked really a real handful for the for the Hunslet defence. And uh, yeah, I was very impressed with him, and, and pleased he got on the score sheet. Yeah, six minutes gone. Lannan goes close again, and he fed it to Jake Bibby, who crashed over to score. And Salford leading ten 0 at that point. Ryan, you know, that's what Super League clubs do. They make the difference early doors. They score and get the points up uh, early doors. Yeah, definitely, and that's what, exactly what we need to do. Like you said earlier, settle the nerves. Uh, you know, we scored three quick tries at the start of the game, and you know we looked completely in control from the offset. And uh, you know, fair credit to all the lads who came in. Ryan Lannan had a particularly good game, made a few breaks, but showed that composure. You know, to uh, put Bibby away for the try. Yeah, ten minutes gone. Josh Griffin gets his first try. Good work by Warren Sarsfield and Dobson sends him over. Sixteen nil. Ten minutes gone. Job done. I thought so, yeah, I thought it was job done then. Um, my main thought was, you know, let's try and keep Hunslet to, to zero, but they had, they had other ideas. I think you've got to give them a lot of credit. I thought they, uh, they played some good stuff at times and put us under a lot of pressure. They actually kicked off twice to us and, and got the, go- the ball back from a, a scrum where they managed to kick the ball out. So uh, they, were, they were inventive with the play and they, they never gave up. So, uh, no, hats off to them. Give them a bit of credit. 
Yeah, Josh Griffin got his, got his second at seven minutes later. You know, Josh Griffin, a fabulous form at the moment, Ryan. You know, his hat-trick on Sunday, you know, proves that England could be in the reckoning. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that's his 11th try already this season, so that's a tremendous effort. Josh Griffin, you know, for me, under the Kukash era, he's probably been one of the best signings. I think we picked him up from Batley. You know, it seems like a person who really, he's got his head stuck down and he always does a job every week, yeah, Josh Griffin. If there's anything he needs to improve on, he probably needs to learn to catch a ball above his head. And uh, it was good to see him go into the full-back position. That could be quite interesting. You never know, he could be you know, a Greg English in our team in the future. Yeah, Hunsler struck back through a try from Jack Lee to make it 20 points to four. But Josh Wood, you know, had a fabulous game on Sunday, Paul. He went another post and Salford led 26-4. Yeah, again, Josh Wood, very impressed with him. I mean, I was impressed with him at Wakefield because I thought he worked really hard when we played Wakefield away a few weeks ago. And to me, he looks like he's slotting into that hooker role better than, than halfback, really. I mean, he looks a ready-made replacement for, for Theo Farge. He works his socks off. Um, he's not really shown us his kicking game yet, but he tackles his heart out and he's, he's running from dummy half on, on Sunday was uh, was brilliant. He tore uh, Hunslet to shreds a few times, so yeah, he had a, he had a cracking game. Yeah, Rob Lou got on the score sheet shortly after, going through a gap to make it 32 points to four there, Ryan. You know, it was kind of a game that, you know, if we thought about it, Rob Lou could have been rested, but Ian Watson decided to, to play quite a strong side. Yeah, I think it's important that you keep all your pivots in the team and, you know, everyone plays off them and Robert Louis obviously came back against Leeds the week before, so he needed that game time to improve his match fitness. And you know, I thought he I thought he played really well, Robert Louis. You know, the, the tries that he scored, only Robert Louis could have scored them sort of tries. He just he just seems to be able to get through the defence like a knife through butter. I, I don't know how he does it, but you know, he's a solid acquisition to the club. And you know, I, I genuinely believe Robert Louis will go on to be one of the best halfbacks that Salford have ever had in the Super League era. Yeah, and then Hunslet. Struck back just before half-time, George Flanagan went over, but Salford convincing leaders at half-time, 32 points to eight, Paul. Um, you know, quite a strong first half, Salford racked up the points, um, and, you know, we were two feet in the, the second round, the next round, weren't we, at that point? Yeah, we was. It was disappointing, that try on half-time. It was pretty soft defence, really. I mean, you know, I know those players missing on, on, on Sunday, but they're, they're the sort of things that Ian Watson and Tim Shoon you know, will be wanting to tidy up because, you know, in the next round, if you get, you know, a better quality opposition, you're not going to get away with them things and you're not going to get away with letting the ball go out from a kickoff either because other teams are going to punish you. So I think there's a few things to work on there, but there's a lot of positives to take as well, but just a few things we need to, to tighten up as well. Yeah, Rob Lou, um, second half, opened the scoring for Salford, uh, a nice try, extending our lead to 38 points to six, and then Jake Bibby. Uh, got his second of the game, Ryan. You know, quite an impressive performance by Bibby. Didn't look out of place. No, not at all. I felt like he took his tries really well. Uh, you know, scored a brace and, you know, he looks like a good player for the future and uh, he showed a lot of potential on Sunday. Yeah, and then Hunslet hit back with a try from Duckworth uh, to make it 44-12. And then, weirdly enough, Paul, kicked a penalty with six minutes to go. You know, you, you said on the, the match report there may have been a, you know, a Far East Bend syndicate jumping up and down at that point. Yeah, well, I wasn't too sure whether they was trying to uh, trying to score a few more points than what Leeds had got against us the week before, trying to better what they'd done, so uh, or whether they'd had a spread better, something like that. But it was a bit of a strange decision. But I think you've got to give them a lot of credit, Unsley. I thought, I thought, you know, as a, as a League One side, they didn't sort of capitulate and collapse. They, they sort of kept working to the end, and you know, it was it was nice to see Richie Barnett playing there for him as well. If we remember him from his his days at Salford, probably probably about ten years ago now, nine or, nine or ten years ago. So it was nice to see him still uh, still. 
stringing his boots up for Unslip. But, but yeah, I thought we did everything right on Sunday. And uh, like I said, a few little things to tidy up. But all in all, good performances from Jake Bibby and Josh Wood. And uh, they were definitely the highlight of the match. Yeah, and then Salford obviously upset Unslip in the last minute. Uh, Josh Griffin goes over his hat-trick try, Ryan. You know, fantastic performance by Griffin. Three clinical tries, and it shows that he's full of confidence. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think Josh Griffin's one of our best players. He's definitely one of the most consistent players in the team, and he just keeps improving every week. And if you can keep doing that, you never know. Uh, you know, Callum Watkins hasn't been having a great season. You know, he may be able to push for an England spot with Wayne Bennett. Yeah, and obviously the game then finished 50 points to 14. It's good we put 50 on someone, Paul. It sends a good message out. The Super League where we are. Yeah, it does. It does, definitely. And let's just hope we get the, the draw now. The draw's kind to us tomorrow morning and hopefully we can get a home draw. And You know, you get through this next round and you're in the last eight and, you know, I think we've got the players this time to, to get to Wembley. In the past, we've not quite had those pivot players, have we? And you've got guys like Robert Louis in there now. They can win games for you and, you know, if we, if we can, if the draw's kind to us and we get that bit of luck bounce of the ball, you know, it could be our year. You never know. Yeah, I think it's really good that, that you know, the boys played a solid performance. Obviously, the day before, uh, Oldham turned over Hulkiar. That was a massive result, Ryan. Shows that, you know, the magic of the cup's still alive. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it's good to see seven ex-Sulfur players in the Oldham 17. Uh, for me, in the next round, I'd, I'd like to see us get Oldham away at Staley Bridge. I think that'd be a good away day. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope Oldham go as far as possible in the competition, but I would like to see us play them, to see so many ex-Sulfur players play the current side. Cool. So who's your man of the match, Paul? I'm going to go for Josh Wood. I thought he played really well. It was a toss-up between Josh Griffin and Wood for me, but you know, I thought Wood played really well. And um, you know, when he first came into the side, he did look a bit green, and but you could tell he's got he's got a bit about him that lad, and he worked really hard on Sunday. So he's my man of the match. Cool. Who have you got? Right? Who did you go for, Ryan? I'm going to go for Josh Wood as well. I thought he was absolutely exceptional. Uh, some of his runs from dummy half were absolutely class. He's a very deceptive runner. And it looks like a, a bright pos- prospect for the future. I definitely see him in the hooker position going forward. I don't think he's a scrum half. And, you know, I think he'll go on to be a Super League player. Yep, so it's all for through to the next round of the Challenge Cup with a convincing win, 50 points to 14 against Sunflirt. Great result for us. And hopefully we'll get a decent draw, Paul, in the, in the next round. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to dump somebody like Leeds out or Castleford out or somebody like, you know, one of our old enemies in the Cup. But I think at this stage, we'll take a... An easier, easier tie if you can call one, one that at home, and then take one of the big boys and then the quarters. But you know, I'd, I'd take anybody at home to be honest with you. Cool. So what we'll do now, we'll have a look what's happening in the news uh, with the world of Sulphur Red Devils. News. So news coming out of the club. Uh, we've got magic tickets still available, fifty percent, fifty percent off for season ticket holders. Ryan, hopefully, you know we're going to take a big following up to Newcastle. Yeah, I'm sure we will. You know. £12.50 for a day ticket. It's absolutely superb value. I went last year. Newcastle's a great city. And it's so good. To, I think it's a really special thing that we've got in rugby league in England is you know, the, the magic weekend and all the teams playing uh, at the same stadium during the weekend. Yeah, and uh, Salford have brought out their exclusive magic weekend charity shirt um, for the Super Josh charity. Um, it looks really impressive, Paul. It's, uh, it looks like a Superman. Uh, outfit with a cape flapping out the back you know it's pretty good uh, yeah I saw it I saw it on the, the Facebook page the other day and it, yeah it looks quality and you know great cars as well so I mean the lads are going to wear that with pride aren't they in, uh, in Newcastle so I, I don't know when they go on sale Rob do you oh 
But they, they will, they will. They're on they sale now. Are they on you sale can... now? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see loads of us there in uh, in them in uh, in Newcastle in May. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So contact the club and get your shirts ordered. Um, I'm I'm getting one. Uh, might have to get like an extra large one, but well, I'm getting one. That that's the plan. Uh, cup draw is at eight thirty on Radio Four um, on Thursday. Uh, we spoke briefly about the cup in the match reports, Ryan. Um, you know, it's an exciting time. Hopefully, we'll get a decent draw uh, and we'll uh, we'll get a, you know get through to the uh, last eight. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, I don't think we've had such good luck with draws over the years with Challenge Cups and. Uh, you know, it'd be nice for us to get to a semi-final. You know, I've not been to a semi-final for 18 years now. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, it seems like the club, you know, think we can do well. And this is what we're pushing for this year. Watson and uh, Robert Louis were outspoken about that in the Manchester Evening News. And, you know, we should be going for it every year. If teams, if OK, I could back to the final last year, you know, there's no reason why we can't this year, you know, if we can keep a fully fit squad together. Yeah, obviously, Paul, get to a point where if we continue our good run in, in in the challenge cup you know we're getting to sort of quarterfinal semi-final stage it's going to be a difficult task for watson keeping both our top eight uh, aspirations and the, the cup running at the same time yeah i suppose so but i mean I, I, should, I think we should be looking forward to going to the final i mean never mind semi-final we've not been to a final since 1969 it's like 47 years isn't it? i mean if you go right through the super league and even through the championship as well there's plenty of teams that have have been uh, to Wembley since we've been, so I think we're, we're long overdue um, a trip to Wembley, and it'd be fantastic to get there this season. You know, it's something I've dreamed of from being about five year old. So every every year, you know, you wait for the draw. I mean, I remember it used to be on the telly on in the North West News. I used to go hiding behind the couch when when our ball came out. But um, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait tomorrow for the for the draw. And I just hope it's kind to us because it, with the cup, it's all about building momentum. If we can get our own draw, and, and like the way the cups um, run at the moment. You've not got to win that many games. I mean, you get through the next round. You're in the last eight, and like, look at last season. Hull KR didn't have the best season league-wise, but you know they got they got to Wembley, didn't they? And I mean, we've got we've got a, you know a squad that's as good as theirs. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited for tomorrow. I can't wait. I think a massive cup run uh, could change. You know, could change the face of the club if we get to a, a semi-final or a final. You know, the people of Salford, Ryan, will come out and, and watch us. I think. Oh, without a doubt, um, you know, if we got to Wembley, you know, I, I think we'd take at least 20,000 fans. You know, this club has been starved of success and uh, that's what we really need to improve our attendances and, you know, to improve the financial position of the club is a deep cut run. We need, we need something to inspire young people in Salford to play rugby and a good challenge cut run will do that. It'd be a great day out for Salfordians. Yeah, and we're all looking forward to it, and hopefully we'll get a decent draw, and then we can all book our hotels in uh, in London. <laughs> Fingers so, crossed, mate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, next bit of news: uh, there's a varsity match uh, between Salford University and Manchester University taking place at the AJ Bell on Monday. Uh, it's five pound for a ticket. Uh, we've got a pop-up podcast uh, with the Salford uh, University coach, uh, Mark Williams. You know he, he's. Fired up for the contest. Get yourselves down to the AJ Bell. We've got a pop-up podcast, like I said, um, straight after this podcast if you want to listen. Um, and it's going to be exciting. Get yourself down there and support uh, the youth uh, and uh, the amateur scene, Ryan. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, it's important that you know Salford and Manchester University have this game. It really promotes uh, rugby league to young people within Salford and Manchester. And 
yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good game. You know, if you can get down there and watch, uh, by all means do so. Yeah, we're going to go down. We're going to do a couple of interviews with the, the players and the coach after the game, have a little video match report uh, on, on the contest and obviously have a bit of a, you know, a review of it next week, Paul. You know, both sides, you know, looking for the victory. It's a big origin-style situation for them. Salford promoted um, in their league and Manchester relegated, so they're going to kind of pass each other on the way. So it becomes an even bigger game because they're not going to be playing each other every week. Yeah, well, I've been following the universities over the last year or so quite closely, you know, doing the amateur bits and pieces. And you can tell the sense there's like a rivalry between the two. And, you know, it was a great event last year. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to Monday night. It should be a great occasion. I think it's a, is it a seven o'clock kickoff, Rob? Yeah, seven o'clock, AJ Bell Stadium, five pound for a ticket. Well worth it. Yeah. It'll be a great fantastic. night. It's a fantastic uh, game and the quality is really good as well. So if you obviously, no game, is, well, there's a game in France and it's all play in France, but if you're missing your rugby league fix, that's where you want to head. So next bit of news, like I said, Salford face Catalan Dragons away. You can watch it on Sky Sports, uh, Ryan. You know, hopefully, you know, we're going to get a few fans over there uh, and cheer the boys on. Yeah, I'm sure we will do. I've seen pictures of fans on Twitter all day. A few of them have gone to Madrid. Some other ones, you know, going to Lorraine. It's always a great trip down to Perpignan, regardless of the result. Uh, it's always loads of, you know, friendly Salford fans having a drink, having a good time. Um, you know, we enjoy it regardless of the result, don't we? Yeah, it becomes kind of a you know a holiday. Everyone goes, everyone goes together, and has, having a good time, Paul. You know, we're hoping that you know we've had a we got defeated against Catalan at home, didn't we, last last couple of weeks ago? Uh, but hopefully, you know, the boys will learn from that and we can give them a good game in France. Yeah, Catalan are rising high, aren't they, at the moment? I think this season, you know, they've been really good away from home, aren't they? As well, you know, they normally build the season on the back of a really solid home farm, but this 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 time they've sort of been better away from home. And I know Hull went over there in, um, in tandem, didn't they, in, in Catalan? So that, that gives a bit of hope for us. I think if you can go there and quieten the crowd down, you know, get the crowds on the backs, you know, the heat's going to be a telling factor, uh, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be, it should be a really good game and uh, hopefully we can turn them over. I mean, last season was a fantastic game, wasn't it? A 40 all draw, so uh, we don't want one of them again, do we? So, uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I think we can do the business. Yeah, safe journey to all the Reds going over. Uh, why don't you stick your podcast on uh, over the uh, while you're sat in the swimming pool soaking up the, the sun uh, and if you're not going you can watch it on Sky Sports like everyone else um, this time next week Ryan will know the result of the uh, the um, salary cap um, charge we've got against us from the RFL you know a week before it happens you know what, what's your thought process do you think we, we could escape the, the, uh, the punishment I'm not too sure uh, given our recent history uh, with the RFL you know, they're probably going to throw the kitchen sink at us as they usually do. But, you know, Marwan Kukas seems pretty confident that uh, there'll be a positive outcome. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to uh, to find out. Yeah, and on the flip side, Paul, you know, it's not dragged on too long. We get the result next week. At least then we know where we are and we can kick on the rest of the season. Yeah, of course we can. Yeah, we can We can build from there, can't we? And, if you're asking me the same question, to be honest with you, I've not got a clue what's going to come out next week. I'm, I'm in the dark over it. I don't really know. I'm just going to be really hoping that you know we've, we've got a good case and we don't get any points deducted because I think it's going to be really harsh. I think it'll be really harsh on the supporters because we've had a few seasons now of really you know, poor league finishes, haven't we, and finishing down in the bottom. And just when we are sort of turning things around slightly, to have all the points taken away would be really disappointing. But you know, we'll keep the faith, won't we? And um, Let's just hope for the, for the best, really. Yeah, next big news we've got, we've secured an interview uh, with one of the uh, 
uh, top stars from the 1970s Salford side. Mike Kuhlman, Paul, you know, we, we're looking forward to, to have a chat with him. Yeah, I'm going around to see him next Thursday. Yeah, my mum sees him. He goes into, he lives in Rochdale now with his daughter and uh, his wife, and he goes into Asda's quite a lot. And uh, my mum works there in, in Rochdale, and she got chatting to him about rugby league and, and what have you. And um, it, she knows a, a friend of his as well, so he, he's invited me around next Thursday to have a, to have a chat. And he's uh, told me he's going to dig all his old scrapbooks out, so it'll be fantastic to meet a Salford legend. I mean, he actually played in the, the Championship side in 1976, so I mean, he's legend. He's a you know, if you look at his appearances as well, I think he's like third all-time top appearance um, maker at Salford. So you know, 400 odd games, 480 odd games, something like that. So yeah, I can't wait for next week. And if anybody's got any questions or they want me to ask him, you know, send them into the, the podcast and yeah, I'll ask him. I'll ask him um, to him. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic listen. That poem. We're, we're all looking forward to see what he's got to say. So now, what we'll do? Uh, we'll do what? See what the amateur clubs have done this week in their fixtures and results. We start off this week's amateur roundup by having a look at Salford Red Devils under 19s, the academy under 19s. There was no game this week for for the under 19s, but they did play last week. And with there being no podcast last week, there was no report, so we've got the report now for you. So it was on Thursday, the 7th of April. Salford Red Devils 12, Wigan Warriors 48. Well beaten, the under-19s. They were trailing 16-0 at half-time. Did come back and score a couple of tries in the second half, but they lined up as follows. Corey Bennett, Elliot Kane, Ben Calland, Harry Madders, Jake Knox, John Whittaker, Aaron Moore, Tom Millington, Declan Gregory, Jack Cottington, Adam Jones, Lewis Hatton, Chris Worrell, and the subs were Liam Bent, Lewis Brown, Lawrence Akanga-Ajwang, Brad Storey and Billy Brickhill. So Hatton scoring two tries for the Red Devils and Moore kicking two goals. Wigan just a bit too strong for us, and the final score was Salford Red Devils 12, Wigan Warriors 4. The Academy are in action this weekend, this coming Saturday. They are playing in the curtain raiser game to the main game between Catalan and Salford in Perpignan, and that's a 3 pm kickoff. Lots of results to get through in the amateur uh, leagues as well. We start off with the National Conference League. We've got a couple of results in, in that for you. In the National Conference Premier League, Rochdale Mayfield 14, Sidall 18. In Division 2, it was Saddleworth Rangers 30, Hunslet Club Parkside 50. Wigan St. Jude's 24, Salford City Roosters 30. Salford City Roosters held off a late Jude's challenge to take the spoils. The Roosters looked to be cruising at 30 points to 8 going into the final quarter before the home side hit back with three tries. Tries from Bradley White and George Kemp gave the visitors a 10-0 lead, but Connor Parkinson try saw Jude's back in it. Kemp added another, and with Bradley White landing the conversion and a penalty against the Gavin Roden try for Jude's, it was 18-8 at the break. A further White penalty and a brace of tries from Tom Smith Another white goal gave the Roosters a 22-point lead. The home side then hit back as Paul Pendlebury, Barry Rothwell and Parkinson all scored tries, but they just fell short. So the Roosters' tries came from White, two for Kemp, one for Smith and five goals from White. Roosters' man of the match was Mark Thomas. So a good win away from home there for Salford, uh, Salford City Roosters against the Wigan St. Jude side that's sort of in the middle of the table. So after five matches, the Roosters have played 5-1-2, lost three. So they're doing, uh, doing OK at the moment. In Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's 40, Gateshead Storm 22. And it was Waterhead 12, Crossfields 28. And the fixtures for this Saturday, which will be Saturday the 23rd of April... Uh, Hull Dockers versus Rochdale Mayfield, Dewsbury Celtic versus Salford City Roosters. That's in Division Two, and in Division Three, Oldham St Anne's against Castleford Panthers, and 
Waterhead Warriors against Eastmoor Dragons. There was plenty of action on Saturday the 16th of April in the North West Men's Leagues. It was Cup Weekend this week and it was the National, sorry, the North West Men's League Trophy Round 1. And the results in that were Manchester Rangers 40, Burton Wood Bridge 10, Halton Farm of Hornets 36, Oldham St Anne's 30 and Berry Broncos 39, Crossfields A24. So Berry Broncos and Manchester Rangers both safely through to the North West Men's League Trophy second round. So in the North West Men's League Shield first round, Bolton Mets 12, Caddyshead Rhinos A28, Little Hull and Red 6, Eccleston Lions 22, Oral St James A66, Berry Broncos A6, Manchester Rangers game against Liverpool Lions was postponed, Clockface Miners A32, West Horton Lions 8, Ashton Bears A30, Garswood Stags 18, Rochdale Cobras 24, Salford City Roosters A0, and Runcorn 54, Chester Gladiators A22. So the fixtures for this coming Saturday, which will be the 23rd of April, are as follows. It's back to the league action. In Division 1 in the North West Men's League, it's Oral St James against Folly Lane. In Division 2, it's Blackpool Scorpions against Rochdale Mayfield A. Holton Farnworth Hornets versus Oldham St Anne's A. Leyland Warriors versus Berry Broncos. Witness Tigers versus Manchester Rangers. In Division 4, it's Berry Broncos A against Caddy's Ed Rhinos. Little Hulton Reds against West Hart and Lions. Manchester Rangers A against Garswood Stags. And Rochdale Cobras against Bolton Mets. In Division 5, it's Caddy's Head Rhinos A against Leyland Warriors A. And Salford City Roosters A against Clockface Miners A. And in the Merritt League, the Mancunians play Blackpool Stanley. And just before we forget, I'm sure Rob will tell us later on in the podcast, it's the Challenge Cup. A six-round draw will take place on Thursday morning at half past eight, and that will be broadcast live on BBC Radio 4. Bit of a strange place to, to have it, but yeah, it's on BBC Radio 4. And if you're struggling to find BBC Radio 4, you can get it on FM between 92 and 95. It's quite a big big frequency radio station, so we're looking forward to that on Thursday morning, half past eight, Challenge Cup draw. Hopefully we'll get a, we'll get a home draw in the last 16 of the Challenge Cup. Exciting times. Thanks, Paul. It's also exciting times for two of our local sides, as Manchester Canal Siders and Manchester Rangers have agreed a partnership. Both clubs are working closer together, but have links previously with the founder of Manchester Rangers, Phil Fitton, playing a huge part in setting up the Manchester Canal Siders back in April 2013, when he worked for the RFL as a rugby league development officer. This means that there are three men's open-age rugby league clubs within three miles of the city centre of Manchester, after it was agreed that the Canal Siders would move back to their spiritual home in Bellevue. This is great news for both clubs and exciting times for rugby league in Manchester and the surrounding areas. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview! So, Salford travelled to the south of France to face the Catalan Dragons on Saturday, Ryan. You know, it's going to be a tough game. Catalan second in the league um, and Salford are going to have to be on the game to get a result. I think this is going to be one of our toughest games of the season. Uh, you know, Catalan have won the last six games in a row in uh, rich vein of form. So, you know, it's going to be a tough match, but we rested a lot of our players last week. So, hopefully, you know, they can make a big, big impact going into Saturday's match. Yeah, we've played Catalan at home earlier on in the season, lost 26 points to 12, Paul. It was a tough contest. Catalan with their big forwards came down the middle and Salford weren't able to deal with, with that. Uh, but we're hoping for better things on Saturday. 
Yeah, we struggled on Good Friday, I thought, against Catalan. I mean, they, they beat us at Canter, really. They didn't really get out of second gear and sort of just steamrolled us. I think the, the worrying thing for me with Catalan is if you look at the side that played St. Helens last week, and I mean, the bench was Remy Casti, Justin Horrell, Gregory Muniz, and Thomas Bosk. Also in the 19 man squad was Oliver Elmer and Willie Mason. So that's the strength of their squad. That's just the bench and the two blokes that left out. So, you, you know, your halfbacks, Myler and Carney and Richards on there, and Jody Broughton as well, four tries against St. Helens and uh, last Friday. They've got some real... St- I mean, if you if you went through each squad in the Super League on paper, you'd probably say Catalans, man for man, they've got the, the quality players, haven't they? So uh, we're going to have to be really on our game, I think, on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Jody Broughton, uh, ex-Red, uh, Ryan, he's got pace to burn and he's showing some good touches uh, over in France. Yeah, he is. Uh, it seems like he's you know really found his place in the Catalan team. He didn't have a, I wouldn't say he had a successful period at Huddersfield. Uh, Aaron Murphy seemed to get over him, but you know fair play to Joe. He's, he's worked his way into that Catalan team, and you know he's scored a lot of tries. I think he's second top try scorer this season. Scored uh, about 12, 11, 12 tries. So you know uh, fair play to Joe. He's doing well. Yeah, and the half back's got Richie Myler, Todd Carney. You know, both dangerous players, Paul. And also, Thomas Box, you know, another player that sort of will have to keep their eye on if he gets a game. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've got strength in depth, Catalan, haven't they? I mean, just looking at the halfbacks, Carney and Milo, and one of them gets injured. They've got Boss there to step in, and Boss is a quality player. And I mean, Milo, we know all about him, don't we? I mean, it, I always thought he was, he was a good player at Warrington, and I thought it was a, a bad loss for them. Just going back to Broughton, I mean, I loved him at Salford. I thought he was a cracking winger, great finisher, so much pace. One of the best wingers we've had, you know, in the Super League era, in my opinion, Jordy Broughton. So, they, yeah, they've got, got match winners all over the field, Catalan. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's probably going to be one of the toughest games of the season going over there, especially with the heat as well and the, the form that they're in. So, we're going to have to be, you know, really ready for uh, Catalan, you know, straight from the, the, the kickoff. We can't afford to sort of let them build a lead up because uh, it could be a tough afternoon if we do. Yeah. Six games on on the run they've they've won Ryan uh, seems to have fixed the um, problem of travelling away from home but Catalan at home are a different beast aren't they? Yeah they usually are and especially this time of year when the weather starts to heat up the French fans you know they really get behind the side and you know it is going to be a very difficult game but I feel if you know our players play to the best of their abilities you know it's going to be a good contest. So give us your score prediction, Paul. Um, well I never back against Salford like. A- so I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with us as usual. I'm going to go for thirty twenty four to Salford. Thirty twenty four. Ryan, what about you? I'm going to go for twenty five twenty four. Last minute drop goal, Robert Lewis. That that'd be a heart stopping stuff, Ryan. Hopefully that's what we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be experiencing on Saturday. I'm going to go uh, Catalan Dragons twelve, Salford Red Devils thirty. I think uh, obviously big set of forwards coming down the middle. We're going to have to go around the outside, the likes of. Josh Griffin um, will be after hit early with good space and good ball. Uh, we'll terrorise the outside backs of the uh, Catalan Dragons and uh, we'll come away with a victory, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that, Rob. Yeah, your prediction there was different from the one you give on the radio last night as well. <laughs> so you're hedging your bets there with two predictions. But, <laughs> Paul, yeah, I think... It's how I feel at the moment. That's that spot. Yeah, well, any win would be, be a great win to win over there. I mean... I'm not sure how many games they've lost this season. I remember watching the Hull game when Hull beat them. That was a good win for Hull FC over there. But they're probably not going to lose many games at home this season. So, I mean, would we take a draw at 40-40 as it was last season? We probably would, wouldn't we? Yeah, they're quite dangerous dangerous uh, attacking side. They've scored 55 tries uh, this season, the, the most anyone scored in Super League, uh, Ryan. But that proves, obviously, with the good you know, half-backs they've got on the Broughton on the outside, you know, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. 
Oh, definitely. And I don't know whether you guys saw Todd Carney's video analysis after the St. Ellen's play, uh, after the St. Ellen's match. You know, he's an incredibly intelligent rugby league player. You know, they're a star-studded team. It's going to be, I think this will be our most difficult game of the season against a big pack. But, you know, we had players who got rested for us last week. You know, Coppy's fresh coming back. We've got Ben Murdoch, Messiah, Flanagan. Uh, so, you know, if we can, I'm sure we'll give it a good go. Yeah, and obviously, like I've said on previous podcasts, you get big moments in, in the season, you know, games, you know, which, which go your way, Paul. You know, if, if we beat Catalan Dragon away, that's a good sign. That's, a, you know, another message out to Super League that's all for the team. Of course it is. And then you've got Old Kingston Rovers then the week after at home who were, who were struggling. So you've got, we had a little opportunity like this a bit earlier in the season when we beat Cass away and then we had uh, Hulk Air away the week after and we had to build a little bit of a run. And so we we come up short then, but you know we've got that opportunity again now to get on a bit of a winning streak now. You know winning winning Catalan then back up against Ulcare at home. And you look at how the season's gone this season, how unpredictable it's been. I mean, who'd have thought that, that Wakefield had beat Wigan sixty two nil? I mean, I thought I was was tripping when my dad told me the final score to that. But there's been so so many crazy results out there, and the league is so unpredictable. So you know what I mean? Stranger things have happened, and. Uh, We've got every chance of going there and winning, especially with the players that we've rested as well. The likes of Kotjak are going to be fresh. So, uh, so yeah, I don't see any reason why we can't come up with the, the two points. Yeah, so we're looking forward to the game on Saturday. Hopefully, we're going to come away with the two points and you know continue our run uh, up to the uh, the top eight. So that's the end for another podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, boys. Uh, thanks for coming on, Paul. Yeah, no problems. I don't know what is it all, mate. Cool. Thanks for another another performance on the podcast, Ryan. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I love coming on to the uh, show. Cool. So where can you find us, Paul? You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD, on Twitter at DITDSRD, or on SoundCloud, iTunes and RLInternetRadio.com. Cheers. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Devil in the detail. Insane.